Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Right, we are live. Tuesday night. This is real. This is the mic. I think this is the mic. I don't know if that's obtrusive. We're just going to put it there. It's not in the field for Instagram. It's a little bit in the field for Facebook, but you're going to forgive me. It's all about the content. You and I both know that. It's not about the aesthetics. I've been told that the background's a little bit, um, what's the word, off-putting. Now, I don't know how to blur it out or make out as if I'm in some kind of high-rise apartment because there is ways of doing that, isn't there? I shouldn't be doing this now, should I? Camera, would that be the button? Nope, that would not be the button. Anyway, I don't know how to do that. That's a Zoom thing, isn't it? I can do snowfall, best I can do. Best I can do. Uh, can I blur out the background on Instagram? Don't know. Um, Jackie is here, seven o'clock on the dot. Love you big time, Heart and Squares Co. Hello, and Corinne. Nice to see you all. Um, but anyway, let's just not worry about the background and let's just crack on. What we've got going on here is some questions from yourselves, some answers from myself, and um, well, well, that's it really. That's all there is. Nice to see you, Elaine Hartland. Grant, is that your middle name? Grant. Oh no, Grant is. <laughs> Is Grant Hartland? Are you Grant Hartland? Oh, God. Oh, dear. It's a bad start. Sorry, Elaine. Right. OK, I'm going to crack on. Come on. Pull it together, man. Pull it together. I'm going to wave at some people on Instagram. OK. Um, and I'm going to get cracking because I'm going to get this up now. Now, uh, and it's just straight up Lisa Holden. Why? Look, two names, Lisa Holden. Everyone knows where they are there. Uh, I love it. Um, hi, French Libra. XO. Um, it's nice, nice to have comments. It's my name and maiden name. Got it, got it. Yeah, I should have known that. Oh, Lorraine, the Queen is in the house. Hi, Queenie. What is that? Is that a wave? What is that? I don't know what it is. Nice to see you, Queenie. Um, Di Lovitz in the house. Dr. KTK, nice to see you. Right, look, this is good. <laughs> do it saying hello to people right now come on let's do the nitty grits um straight up we've got a photo and we've got a photo and it says why is my tattoo so this patient thank you big time by the way if you're out there for an amity show the photo so the photo's there uh don't worry instagram it's coming there it is okay so this patient has been in touch to say and i remember this because i was there when when the the, the emails were, were there and basically what she said she sent an email uh, with a photo of a tattoo so if you've got a tattoo and you're worried or, or wondering if it can be removed by all means send us a photo we get quite a lot of photos and um very happy to give an opinion by photo as it were um and uh we said no we can't remove that by excision it's, a, it's on the sh it's on the shoulder um for those in audio because this is going on the podcast yes you heard me we've got a podcast so get get on the podcast if you haven't already if you really want more of this but anyway it's on the podcast anyway it's a, it's a tattoo on the shoulder and it's quite wide it's a bicycle on the shoulder 
Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, get onto Facebook and you can see it. I'm not sure if Instagram, can you see it after the event on Instagram? Not sure. But anyway, um, and we said, no, we can't do it. And then she emailed back to say, how come you can't do it? I've seen you do one on a forearm, which looks bigger than mine. And, you know, what what's going on? So I said, look, say to her, if she doesn't mind letting me show it on, on the Q&A, I'll talk about it on the Q&A. So here we are. Um, so there are two reasons why this is not suitable, whereas the four, I'm not sure what the forearm one they were talking about was, but I'm assuming there was one on the forearm. We've had a couple, haven't we? Was one like that on the forearm, or was it there? Like all these fireworks and stuff. Anyway, um, so the two reasons this one is not suitable, where perhaps another one of a similar size somewhere else might be suitable, is number one, the location of it. So the shoulder is not as has not got as much spare skin as the forearm. There is not as much. Got to be honest, it's not a huge amount of laxity on the forearm. To be fair. But there's more laxity on the forearm than there is on the shoulder. The shoulder is also, did I say two reasons? That's three reasons. So the second reason is the shoulder is a bad place for scarring. So the shoulder is prone to what we call hypertrophic or keloid scarring. So we would err on the side of not giving you a scar on the shoulder if we could avoid it because there is a risk it could give you an ugly scar. So uh, not as much spare skin, ugly scarring. And then the other one, and well, not the main one. They're all they're all main ones actually. Is the orientation of it? So the orientation is really important. So if you're doing something on an arm uh, or a leg, ideally you want to do longitudinal excision. You don't want to do a transverse excision. So this scar is transversely orientated. It's orientated like that. And there is much less laxity in that direction than that direction. Having said there's not that much laxity on the shoulder anyway, there's a lot less laxity in an up-down direction than there is in a side-to-side direction. So if you had, I don't know, like writing or something, if it was going in a de- in a sort of a long ways, that's better than if it's going in a side-to-side ways, particularly sort of around the elbow and stuff, because side-to-side is going to break it's going to potentially break down when you bend your elbow, whereas a long ways, it's not going to do that. So, you know, that to be honest with you, it's not just one, re- it's all of those reasons. So if it was the same tattoo, the other orientation, I would still say no, because it is too big uh, and it's a bad place for a scar. So I'm really sorry. And, and I've got to be honest, the majority of tattoos that we see are unsuitable, which I, um, which I, um, sort of feel bad about but it you know it's it's i can't you know it's it's can't can't do anything about it it's they're too big usually too big on um on two on a bad area so um french libra exo says how about a thigh tattoo so a thigh is better than a than a shoulder french libra no question about it a thigh is better than a shoulder um and again depends on the size because often they're quite big on the thigh so you know you wouldn't want to do a mahusive one but something this sort of size on the thigh might be a goer, especially if it's longitudinally orientated. If it's orientated down the length of the thigh, might be a goer. Might need a sear excision. Not going to say too much about that because that's one of the questions later on. Don't want to don't want to um, uh, cannibalize my own questions. Cannibalize the word. Anyway, don't want to sort of compete with my own questions. Yeah, I don't think cannibalize is the right word. But anyway, so. Um, Yes. So yes, the thigh there is there is a, a bit of a bit of laxity on the thigh, French lever. 
but the shoulder really is not good so we get a lot of these big shoulder ones you know these big ones on the shoulder and they're all a no-no and, and i'm really sorry that this one was a no-no because clearly this patient's had laser therapy and it's not really um it's not really done the trick has it it's sort of faded it but it's not really not really done the trick there's hope thank you for answering my question i'll be in your touch steady on french libra um, you can send us a photo French Libra, just like this patient has. Don't worry, we won't post it all over the Facebook if you don't want us to. We would ask permission if we did do this sort of stuff, but because uh, I say we just, you know, you send us a photo, and we'll we'll send a photo, uh, email back saying <clears throat> this is what this is whether it's a do doable one, and this is what you can sort of expect to uh, pay for it if it was a suitable one. So yeah, exciting. Thank you for letting me show your tattoo, whoever this person was uh, very grateful to you. Um, that has really, I feel, enhanced my live Q&A. Uh, stop sharing. And, um, you know, th this is the sort of levels we want to go to with this Q&A. Uh, remove the source. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the sort of level we want to get to. Uh, the other thing I'm thinking of is getting other people on. I've always, it's always been threatened when people have pressed the wrong button on Instagram saying they join the live. Or what do you think about getting another person on? Something people have spoken to me about quite a bit and said, you know, that would be a good thing to do. And I agree with them. Um, anyway, um, because it's a bit, is it a bit stale, just me doing this? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Don't put yourself down, Jay. Don't put yourself down. Uh, the people are still coming. I mean, look at the numbers we got. Five on Instagram. Six, oh, someone's left on Facebook. We had, we had seven a minute ago on Facebook six now never mind two thumbs up on facebook oh we've got four on instagram okay doesn't matter the numbers don't matter guys what are you fussing about the number five right we've got five five and six we've got double figures what do you want 11 what do you want for god's sake i mean how many people are out there i mean there's not that many people actually online now is there so you know given that we got 11 of them here combined between um between the, the the social media channels you've got to be happy with that and we got look we've got this funny blue thing maxine's doing it as well i think it's a wave I, i'm going to take it as a wave and i'm going to wave back at you um so uh crack on this is going to get the numbers up this one bum shaping do we offer bump look we don't need to get the numbers up we've got enough it's enough uh eight look at that um do we offer bum shaping Sean answer no, we don't offer bum shaping, mainly uh, because it's not really anything I've got into. And you do go to meetings and you see people talking about it and they make out as if it is a big, well, I say they make out, I think it is a big thing. I think it is a big industry. I don't think there's, uh, I think that's probably true. Um, and what they say is that if you don't offer it, you don't know how big an industry it is. So I do believe that there is an industry there for, for it, especially with the Kardashian, Kim Kardashian and the like. Um, we don't offer it, slash I don't offer it, because I've never offered it. And I've always struggled a little bit with the aesthetic of it. When I look at people who are deemed to have this uh, enhancement, I've struggled a little bit to see how it is aesthetically pleasing sometimes with the sort of significant enhancement um and it's a bit like breast you know with breast i'm a i'm much more of a sort of restoring form type guy rather than blowing up enormous um breasts that are out of proportion 
So there is that, but then maybe it's a bit like breast and those are the ones you see on the on the uh, internet because the patients that I see are patients who've lost weight, whose buttocks are often deflated and um, because of the significant weight loss. So not necessarily the sort of glam models that you might see on the um, on the on in the media. So and and I and I don't offer those patients anything either because it is difficult to know what to do with a deflated buttock because when the buttock is deflated and it's the same principle with the breast with the face with the tummy with the arms with the thighs whatever when that is deflated so it's been stretched by having had a heavier weight and then that weight has gone so you got left with deflated saggy skin what do you do so one thing you can do is tighten that saggy skin face lift arm lift thigh lift tummy tuck mastopexy all of those are tightening the saggy skin so if you tighten the saggy skin of the buttock the issues with that are it would leave you a, a scar in the buttock crease which can be uncomfortable difficult to heal problems with healing um and actually by tightening the skin of the buttock you will actually um flatten the contour you will actually blunt the contour of the of the buttock um it's not like a tummy tuck where you want a sort of flat stomach you don't want a flat buttock you want a rounded buttock so you know tightening that skin and make it really tight like you would for a tummy tuck or a facelift or a breast lift you do you know it, it doesn't do the trick it uh, it tightens it and flattens the contour so what you often need to do and what people want is actually adding volume so couldn't actually put implants in for instance you know as you these these analogy with the breast and they do give an analogy to a breast and if you look at a buttock you know you can see these photos when people do talks of sort of a close-up of a buttock with a natal cleft it actually can look like breasts so there is an analogy there um but the so the best way is to add volume to the buttock to to take up that sort of saggy skin if you like now the problem with adding volume is we used to do that with implants but there was lots of potential complications with implants migration you know they're moving because you're sitting on it all the time moving um they can be uncomfortable if they get infected it can be a bit of a nightmare um same for breast in breast implants to be fair um so we had a lot of problems with it, implants and then they moved to fat grafting saying this is the great um panacea the great thing for, for buttock implanting is the way to go um and certainly it avoided a lot of problems with implants and so but fat grafting was so brazilian butt lift you may have heard bbl um so called and for some reason they could do high volume fat grafting into the buttocks where we can't into the breast not sure how but that's maybe a question for another day so um that really sort of took off quite significantly now the problem with fat grafting into the buttock is there was some high profile well some basic cases of people dying because the fat was injected into the quite big blood vessels that are around your buttocks and so young you know fit uh, attractive um, well, I suppose it doesn't matter if they're attractive or not does it young fit people would would were dying um because you because of the fat was injected into the buttock um so the 
British Association of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons said, look, we shouldn't really be doing it. We should be looking into it, looking at the risks, seeing if there's a safer way to do it. And I know that there are people around the world who are doing it and are saying that it's safe and there are safe ways to do it. And these uh, terrible complications were because of X, Y, and Z. They were too, injecting it too deep and they weren't doing keeping it in a safe plane, etc. And there's a safe way to do it. Um, I've never done it, so I'm not really in a position to know whether that is the case or not but they're quite well respected surgeons saying that so um but i think in this country we have stepped back from it and certainly barbs have said we shouldn't really be doing it that's the fat grafting i'm talking about there so that's where we are with buttock shaping bum shaping so i, I i've never done it and i think probably don't quote me on this but probably at my age I can't see me really get, getting into it. Might you know? Might be wrong. And if maybe someone came to the clinic who had a lot of experience in it and wanted to take it on at the clinic, maybe. Um, but myself doing it, I can't see that happening. Never say never. But can't see it. Can't see it happening myself. Um, who knows? Do we offer liposuction to the inner thigh? So, um, well, we offer liposuction anywhere in the body. So, yes, we will offer liposuction anywhere in the body. Liposuction is, so there's more to this question. So if, you, if you've asked that question and you've just taken that bit of answer, don't tune out yet because I've got to qualify that. So you can have liposuction anywhere. Liposuction is really good for redundant, resistant areas of fat that won't shift. So if is it an area of fat that doesn't shift, um, liposuction is really good to get rid of that fat. And there are certain areas that really respond well, the hips, the flanks, the sort of so-called love handles, the lateral chest, um, outer thigh. And just careful we use the English language there, outer thigh, uh, male chest, you know, gynecomastia. Um, other areas, uh, because when you remove that fat, the skin recoils, other areas, the skin doesn't recoil so well and the inner thigh is one of those areas so uh, the problem with doing liposuction to the inner thigh is that it the skin doesn't recoil and because the skin is thinner than the outer thigh so i said yes to the outer thigh but not so much on the inner side so personally and it's a personal thing i don't know what other people are like to be honest with you it's a personal thing because there's i was about to say there's nothing worse than sort of not giving a not giving a good you know a really good result but obviously there is worse things than that and that is to sort of have a complication so uh, take that back but you know it is bad to do something and not give a really good result i want to at least have a chance of giving a really good result and that is a problem with liposuction to the inner thigh i think i'm already putting myself on a on my back foot because it is difficult to get that skin to recoil unless we would be left with redundant skin which is the exact reason why people need inner thigh lifts because they've lost so much weight they've got too much skin there they don't need outer thigh lifts you know because when you lose weight the skin recoils so that's why the thigh lift exists because that skin doesn't recoil and so you know same with the tummy same with the breasts when you lose weight the, the skin hangs and so that's why the mastopexies, tummy tucks, and, and inner thigh lifts exist. So I would worry that liposuction to the inner thigh would be the equivalent of losing weight and would give you redundant skin. So yes, we do liposuction to the inner thigh, but 
if you had a you know bump or something that was some area of fat but if it's weight loss and you want the skin tightening there thigh lift is the way to go and, and often you'll do a thigh lift by doing liposuction combined with skin excision so you would do skin excision to tighten the skin so um that and again that's where i am this is all i need my disclaimer going down the bottom you know this is my own personal view and there might be people out there who are getting good results doing liposuction to the inner thighs which is you know great and um all power to them uh but in my experience it's can be unsatisfactory results Kimberly, all caps, hi, JJ, how are you? Very well, Kimberly. More to the point, how are you, Kimberly? Long time no see. Get in touch. Hope you're well. And I've got a feeling, Kimberly, we've got your trainers. I've got a feeling I picked up your trainers a while ago. Have we still got them? Or have they posted them out to you? Anyway, if you're still on, Kimberly, message me about the trainers, because I think we've got your trainers somewhere. Um, Corinne, what do you mean at your age you're a spring chicken? Do you think, Corin? Do you think? Yeah. Well, thanks. Good of you to say. Good of you to say. Yeah. Um, I'm happy. I mean, I've got quite a few years left at the clinic, you know, but um, actually operating, not so sure, Corin. I've got to be honest with you, Corin. It takes it out of you. I think psychiatrists are allowed to retire early, and I think they should do the same for cosmetic surgeons, to be honest with you because it's so stressful doing the job. Personally, I think they, they should let us retire early because of the stress of the job. I mean, look at that. Need you know what they call me at school, Corinne? Wiggy. They called me Wiggy at school. And look at me now. What happened to Wiggy? Yeah? I'll tell you what happened to Wiggy. He got into cosmetic surgery, and that's what happened. Stress of it. Yes, right. Rebecca, um, how soon can you have surgery after consultation? Hi, JJ. Hi, Rebecca. Um, so the earliest is two weeks because of the uh, guidelines for BARPs. So um, if you're a member of BARPs, you have to work within certain guidelines, and that is one of them. A bit like when you have a credit card. Well, hold on a minute. Backtrack, backtrack. Hold on. We do moles and things on the day. So, <laughs> so moles is minor ops on the day. But I'm assuming you're talking about a bigger op that would be done in the hospital, which is a tummy tuck, a breast lift, the breast implants, that sort of stuff. So the bigger stuff, you have to have two uh, weeks cooling off period <clears throat> between consultation and surgery. Um, so there's that is the minimum. In terms of booking, people are asking this all the time about, about timescales of booking. Um, and, and waiting lists and stuff. Rebecca, it's an absolute nightmare at the moment. It's a complete shocker. It used to be that I had regular lists and I knew, I sort of knew where I was. I probably didn't know that where I was that well, but at least I, I think I knew where I was better than I do now. Because at the moment, the lists are just whenever we can get them. And so it's changing all the time. They'll say, oh, we can give you, because all the private hostels are being used by the NHS. So it's really, well, yeah, it is really hard to get into the private hostels still, would you believe? So we're getting lists sort of ad hoc as and when. So that sort of means the waiting list's fluid a bit, you know, like we say, we've got loads of people, oh, we'll get an extra list. Oh, well, then can you be doing it then? So, but I'm going to say a couple of months. I have no idea what it is, Rebecca. I'm going to say a, a couple of months, but um, 
that's based on absolutely nothing really i've got no i've got no clue and i and i know i should ask the the problem is if i ask one day i'll ask amy one day and then she'll say something and then next following week it might be different because they might have given us some extra list or they haven't given us some extra list and those lists that were you know a couple of months have now filled so now it's three months and you know so it is a bit variable so i haven't asked that question very well i'm very well aware of that but um, if you drop us an email or message us on Facebook, then Amy can see that message and say, oh, the current next list is this or that. Looking to a mummy maker. So a mummy makeover would qualify for the two-week thing. That's a big, big job, jumbo job. So, yeah, I think it's a couple of months, Rebecca. I'm going to say that, but that sounds reasonable to me. Corinne, please don't retire anytime soon, Wiggy. We need pictures. <laughs> Corinne. Don't worry, I'm not looking at retiring. I'm not going to retire. What my plan is, I'll tell you my master plan, just between me, you, and the other seven people, um, is I'm getting other people to work at the clinic, and I want to still be there. It's still it's still my clinic, but I want to sort of work with them. So we and I want to work at building the quality, the service, the community. Yeah. Um, I don't want to build it into something. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. So I, I don't don't know way I'm anywhere near retiring. Um, you know, at least twenty years before we think about that sort of stuff. Um, but operating different question. Having said that, my current patients obviously I will look after them. It's just new patients. But at the, at the moment, there's no problem with. I'm still you know doing it, Rebecca. So if you want to come to a clinic, that's fine. Sounds like a great master plan. Yeah, thank you. It's a plan, Cor we've got to have a plan. Whether it works or not, I don't know. But anyway, that's my plan. Um, right, this is the question that I alluded to earlier that I didn't want to mess up. Um, so why can't a tattoo be excised in one go rather than multiple treatments? Well, it, if it can, it will. So if a tattoo can be excised in one go, then yes. It will be incised in one go. That's clearly the best way to do it um, because you don't want to have more than one go. The problem is if the tattoo is too big to be excised in one go, you have got several options, or at least there are several options. In my um, a, uh, view, there is one option that I would favour. But there are several options. So if you've got a big tattoo on the abdomen, or on the leg or whatever, um, doesn't matter where it is on the back, it doesn't matter, big tattoo. And you, so if you can't cut it out and stitch it up, then you've got options. So your options are basically to, one option would be to put a skin graft on it. Doesn't matter how big it is, you can put a skin graft on it, you know, you get people with big burns, they have skin grafts. So you cut out, it's a massive tattoo, put a skin graft on it. I don't do that. I think the skin graft will look worse than the tattoo. I think people often don't realize in their head what a skin graft looks like. They think it looks like normal skin. It doesn't. Uh, it's much harder. It doesn't move. It's not great. So I wouldn't take a tattoo off and put a skin graft on it. But that would be an, an option that I think there are people out there who would pro probably do that. But I wouldn't do that because I don't like it. So I like to have normal skin there. So if you want to have normal skin there, there are two options. One is to do what's called tissue expansion and what that involves is putting an empty plastic bag it's not a plastic bag but we'll call it a plastic bag you put an empty plastic bag in a normal skin next to the tattoo 
and you blow it up gradually. So you put a bit of fluid in it, blow it up a bit, and you're like, oh, flipping out, that's tight, and it starts to cause a little bump. Then you say, oh, come back in a couple of weeks and we'll blow it up a bit more. And you blow it up a bit more. Oh, my God, that's tight. And then you come back a couple of, and you gradually blow up that bag to stretch the skin next to it. A bit like being pregnant, basically. Being pregnant does the same thing. That's why you need a tummy tuck because the skin stretches. If you put the screen the skin under tension, it stretches and it grows more skin. Um, so that is a quality of the skin that we use in our favor in what's called tissue expansion. And as I say, that is what a pregnant person happens to a pregnant person their abdomen is being tissue expanded but they don't want it because when the baby's delivered they've got all this excess skin they don't want that's why we do a tummy tuck but in this case we do want excess skin because we've got a big tattoo that we can't remove so we put this bag in blow it up and then it gets really really big and then when it's really really big you take the bag out and then you can move that extra skin to close the tattoo so that's called tissue expansion again don't like that one particularly it's a faff it's difficult and it's got a high complication rate on the limbs um, so it's not great. So I don't the way the way that I favor is uh, serial excision, which is back to this question, multiple treatments. So you take out absolutely as much as you possibly can uh, and close it really tight. It's the same principle as tissue expansion, if you can get your head around this. So tissue expansion says that when you make the skin tight, you sort of grow more skin so that when you make the skin tight a week or two later, it's no longer tight. So when you first do it, it's like really tight. Like a prick, like you couldn't put a term fetus into a into a, a woman because it's gradually over nine months stretched it. So if you gradually stretch it, so that's the principle of tissue expansion. You you take a bit out, you make it really tight, and they think, oh my god, that's tight. But then a couple of weeks later, actually, it's not quite so tight. Now you normally have to leave it about three or four months, seven to a couple of weeks, till it's really really soft again. And then when it's really soft again, three or four months later, you can actually take more a bit more away. And that's called serial expansion, uh, serial excision. And sometimes you have to do several operations of this. You have to keep on going um, and, and doing it for the love of hit. Um, so you have to keep on doing it. And that's called a serial expansion. And you would do it because it's too big to, to close primarily, which means basically cutting it out and stitch it up. So if you can cut it out and stitch it up in one go, by of course, that's what we do. But if it's too big for that, that's why we do multiple treatments, as I say. You, skin grafting and, and tissue expansion are options that are out there in the world. I don't particularly like them, uh, and I would favour a serial excision. But if you want to look at those other options, but by all means do, and there probably are people out there who would do those other options and might think they're good. So, I mean, they're good for other tissue expansion is really good for um, when you like road accident, you lose hair on your head. So you're having sort of um, specialised skin, like the hair skin. So you can tissue expand some hair bearing scalp and use that to reconstruct it and things like that. Went off on one there a bit, maybe, but who knows. Anyway, Charlotte, what you got? Charlotte's got a question. Thank you very much for that. Very much appreciated. How close to how close to what is it? How close to a tummy tuck surgery should someone quit smoking? Can you explain what necrosis is as well, please? Because it's a bit confusing. If you get it, does it ruin the tummy tuck recovery? I think it's called necrosis. Yeah, I can, Charlotte, definitely do that. So smoking is a, a nightmare if you're thinking of a tummy tuck. So ideally, it's six weeks. Well, doctor specific, I think I would I think it's probably safe to say 
Um, so better better speak to you know the doctor to see what they say. But I, if you're asking me, I'd say six weeks before, um, and then at least two weeks afterwards. You've got to get it healed basically. Once it's healed, you can do what you want. But if you start smoking for eight weeks, you probably start smoking for good. To the extent, Charlotte, that I would say to you, if you cannot stop smoking, do not have the surgery. And I know people will say, oh, you've got it in for smokers. Oh, um, you know, postcode lottery. Uh, and, and people get up in arms when you say this in the NHS, when people are having cardiac surgery, they say, we're not going to do cardiac surgery on smokers. They're not doing it to have a go at smokers. They're not doing it to have some kind of lottery and rationing. They're doing it because... Actually, I don't know about cardiac surgery, but certainly this sort of surgery, which is, you know, not going to harm you if you don't have it. The harm that you're going to come by having surgery if you are still smoking is worse than actually not having the surgery. So I would say to people, if you because, you know, you can say I'll stop smoking and then still smoke. But if you do that, it can be really bad. And it can be really bad because of that word you just said there, Charlotte, necrosis. So necrosis is basically death of skin, and um, it, it pre presents as basically black skin, a scab. Um, you know, a scab is officially necrosis. You know, if you fall off your bike and, and scraze your arm, you get a scab. That's necrosis. And the thing about a tummy tuck is you close it really tight. You've got to close it tight. That's the whole point. You want it closed tight because um, if you don't close it tight, you're not going to be happy. So you've got to close it really, really tight. You remember a minute ago I was saying about the stress relaxation because it gives. So you've got to close it overly tight that you can't even walk when you have a tummy tight. You're all bent over double. You can't even walk properly because, you know, stress relaxation phenomenon. The, what I was talking about earlier with a tissue expansion, you know, when you put skin under tension, it grows more skin. So you have to cl cl close it under maximal tension in order to get a good result. If you get wound breakdown, can you imagine it? Nightmare. Nightmare. So necrosis and wound dehiscence, wound opening up. Um, so necrosis is basically that skin dies. And every time you have a cigarette, you're reducing the blood supply to the skin. And when you do a tummy tuck, when you close the wound, you're undermining all the way up to the ribcage and you're pulling that skin down and you're you're interrupting that blood supply because you have to undermine all the way up to the ribcage in order to release it to pull down. If you don't undermine, you can't get it down. So because you're undermining the skin, you're taking the blood supply out from underneath the skin. So it's getting it all from the top. And so the worry is, the tighter it is, the more difficulty that blood is going to have to get through to that end, to the skin right by the wound, to get that wound healed. And so that's why people don't do liposuction to the upper flap, because they worry about that interrupting the blood supply. Some people do, but some don't, and that's the reason they don't, because you worry about that skin not healing and that wound not healing. And if that wound doesn't heal, I mean, it might be just a little bit of here and there, a little bit of a scab here and there. Officially, you could call that necrosis, but that's a bit of a, you know, it sounds quite alarming, that word, to use that word for it. But you can get catastrophic um, wound breakdown and necrosis. And the only time I've ever seen it has been in smokers. I'm not saying that all smokers get catastrophic problems, but I'm saying the only time I've seen catastrophic problems in um, uh, breast lifts, breast reductions, tummy tucks, facelifts, any of these operations where you close the wound under tension, you can get catastrophic wound healing problems uh, if you don't give yourself the best chance for healing. Smoking, you are really not giving your best chance for healing. 
and it is significantly um, affects your healing because that skin can die and form a black scab and the skin goes black and uh, then you know forms a scab the scab falls off open wound dressings nightmare nightmare yeah it's it's not good oh no my sir oh here we go my surgery's in four weeks i stopped smoking but i'm still vaping only 3mg do i need to kill this as well Charlotte, are you my patient? <laughs> God, well, um, well, I would go with your with your surgeon, Charlotte. I mean, I, I don't know. Am I your, am I your surgeon? If I'm your surgeon, give us a ring. I mean, yeah, vaping you should stop. Ideally, really, um, I don't know what three. I mean, obviously three milligrams, but um, I think you can vape air, can't you? Like water or whatever. So obviously, vaping not no nicotine is good. Um, vaping is better than smoking, Charlotte, on the bright side. Um, you know, four weeks is all right. I mean, six weeks is ideal. I think I wouldn't be, it's not a disaster, four weeks. And the really, really important time is the two weeks from the day you have surgery to two weeks, at least two weeks afterwards to get those wounds healed. That is the absolutely crucial time. And the problem is a lot of people will say, oh, I'm stressed because my wound's not healing properly because it's tight and it's uncomfortable. I'm going to have a cigarette. I'm like, oh my God, you'll be even more stressed if your wound doesn't heal up. So that two weeks is absolutely critical. And ideally six weeks before, four weeks, I think, would be, well, check with your surgeon, Charlotte. If it's me, I would say short of four weeks would be okay, but check with your surgeon um, and be honest with your surgeon um, because if, you know, they, they might they might cancel you, I reckon. Um, so, but, but as I say, vaping is better, but if you can get your vaping onto, I'm not an expert in this, Charlotte, but I have reason to believe you can do it with just water or air or whatever it is. So it's not got not any not got any nicotine on it. Um, that would be obviously fine. But um, get it get it down, Charlotte. Get it down. Have a word with yourself if you want to get this operation for life. So if you want to get your best result, no vapor, no smoker, no nicotina. Yeah. No necrosis. Yeah. No smoking, no necrosis, yeah. Well, you can still get necrosis, but much less likely. So I hope I haven't ruined your day, Charlotte. But yeah, good for four weeks, so you're giving yourself time. So well, I've got to be honest, I'm out of questions. I only had one, two, three, four. Charlotte saved me by asking about necrosis. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, if anyone's got any questions, then please fire away or post them, yeah, wherever you post them, or call us email us send us photos just like that first patient did thank you so much for that i will be here next week well nah big day next week big day will i be here next week i hope so um because because uh, i'm up in liverpool so um i'm not sure i hope i will be back in back in time i hope so but um i'll be due for lie down i can tell you that for, for, for show anyway hope to see you next week let's just say it like that Please don't let that put you off putting your questions in and um, have a lovely evening. And I am going to do that button which stops the stream. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.